0: grassroots levels with world cup and european championship experience hello and welcome to the leader manager coach podcast it's rob riles welcoming you to another program now uh due to the uh fantastic technology that exists in the world today i'm sitting here and i'm talking to um somebody who's become a friend of mine um who is currently working in shanghai in um china and it's a gentleman by the name of matt ward hi matt
1: Hey Rob, how you doing, mate?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm really good. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Matt is. Matt is, um, and I'll call him a CEO. He's a CEO of his own company, um, he's the creator and the founder of a um, a network called the British Football Coaches Network. And um, a lot of the industry uses Matt for uh, for, for their for their job specs and um, for, for training and and, and so on. Um, he's also an author and a very successful football coach. And um, I first came across Matt just as a, a little bit of backstory um, when I read his book, and I think it's called Zero to Pro in Four Years. Matt, is that right?
1: Yeah, that, that's the one, Rob, yeah. Thank and you. I
0: had a good laugh, mate, reading that. Not because it's not good, because <laughs> some of the things in it, you're thinking, this can't be real. But so, so that's how I first met Matt, so he's perfect for the podcast, and I'm sure we're going to get some entertainment and some great learning experiences. So um, welcome to the podcast, Matt.
1: Hey Rob, thank you, thank you for the the great intro, and it's a it's a pleasure to be on. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of the pod as well, uh, especially with your your current location, so it, it's really fitting for me. Thank you very much. Yeah,
0: good stuff. Well, like just uh, if you will, just so people can can know who you are, just tell us what it is you're doing at the moment, um, and and what kind of your role is, and maybe about be you know BFCN, and then perhaps we can go into some of the stories and, and how you got into the into your work. Um, but yeah, just just fire away and tell us what you're up to at the minute.
1: Yeah, sure. At the minute, uh, the last couple of years now, I've been a, a general manager for a sports coaching company in Shanghai, uh, two separate ones. So one of the sports being being football. So I've, I've stepped away from coaching uh, for now. Um, like I said, in a general manager role, uh, I'm still uh, kind of active in the British Football Coaches Network. Uh, and I'm doing a bit of mentoring, a bit of consultancy with academies out in China and Asia. So I'm, I'm pretty much... Everywhere and, and keeping myself probably too busy, uh, but it all kinds of it, it links in together, and it's something that I enjoy doing, so uh, it doesn't feel like work. Oh well,
0: uh, that, yeah, that's good. That's
1: good. It, it's it's always a, a a good thing. So for now, yeah, like I said, I stepped away from coaching, uh, but I, I keep my my head in a loop, and I'm I'm uh, yeah, as I said, I'm always in touch with coaches, with staff, uh, trying to help people out more often than not now.
0: Okay, yeah, well, I know you certainly do that because um, there isn't many people you come across who don't know who you are and don't know who your company is. So, you know, you're obviously hitting hitting the, the button with, with a lot of coaches, Matt. Um, so just on that, um, the British Football Coaches Network, let's start with that. Um, that is your baby, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah, it is. I'm, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably see that to the end because I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it for kind of how it started and the, the support it's received and and I always say, you know, it, it might not change every coach's life and people may not find it useful, but if I can just help or assist at, at least one person, it, it's the best satisfaction I can get.
0: So. If you, if you, you know, if it's a, if it's a good way into this, what, what was the, the inspiration? Because, um, you know, it's not something that anybody thinks. Oh, I'll just set up a network for for people. It's not something that that everybody does by a long <laughs> stretch. So, so what was the, what was the story behind actually starting that, Matt?
1: Well, it, it, it started off just wanting to give more uh, British and Irish coaches more exposure who who are working abroad. Right. Uh, what it was, I was, I was hearing a lot of podcasts at the time and people. Uh, on the on the podcast, uh, in a, in a professional capacity, in in the media, saying that they don't really know any any managers or coaches who are coaching abroad, and they they threw out the normal names like Steve McLaren and mm. and Steve Koppel mm. and uh, and it, it it just got to me that they haven't done the due due diligence mm. and they haven't really researched it because there's so many coaches and managers not only abroad but doing well abroad. Yeah. So it, it just started from there. Just just really small, trying to help people out uh, to to let people realise that there are British and Irish coaches abroad and they're they're doing good things and from there it kind of Escalated. The more I enjoy doing it, the the more things happened, and and yeah, it's it's brought it to where it is now. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and has there been periods where it's been hard work to get it to to the level it's at now, Matt? Because you've got a real good website, and I can you obviously you get so many people, especially looking at the jobs. I mean that that's a that's a given in any industry. People are always looking for opportunities, aren't they? But um, I know you do a lot more than that. But um, you get so many people looking at it. So has it been was it was it a challenge to get it to the level it is now, or is it kind of you know something that just took off?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it took off uh, a lot quicker than I thought it would. And um, still pretty much now it's 24 seven, especially with time differences with coaches in different countries and, and back home. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it's it's full on. Uh, I I have some people helping, yeah. uh, supporting in a voluntary role, uh, which is really helpful, and I couldn't really do what I do now without them. Right. So yeah, it it, it keeps growing and growing, and, and we'll see where it ends up.
0: Yeah, no, no, fantastic, mate. And as I say, I know many people who uh, who, who use it as a mainstay of their, um, you know career to, to to keep track of what's happening and what's available so I think it's a fantastic service so um I
1: appreciate uh, no, it, no, it is, mate. thanks for Thank
0: so okay from there the what I want to go to to next um is a little bit of a backstory about you because um As i say i personally came across you when i saw this book zero to pro in four years a a bit of a life story or a a kind of career story about a football coach so obviously i was interested because that's my profession yeah um read it in kind of a weekend and laughed my head off and thought you know this is unreal this is just great and then (laughs) you know kind of strange enough came across your website blah 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 so just let let's find about find out about you so how did you, what? Tell us about your early life and how you came to get involved in coaching, Matt. Because I think that's that's always a good leading.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I I, can't, I I didn't do very well at school apart from apart from PE and and football. And then uh, I ended up joining the, joining the military straight from school. Right and. Then I, I left the military to become a, a personal trainer and fitness coach. So I've all, always been in the kind of teaching, the coaching uh, environment. Yeah. Uh, I, I finished playing kind of semi-pro level uh, at the age of twenty twenty-five, which is which I think now is too early. And at the time, I wasn't really interested in getting into coaching. Uh, I didn't think I didn't feel mature enough. I didn't feel like, although I've been used to being a leader and instructing people and coaching people, just a, a team environment of working with adult football players, uh, kind of yeah, it, it scared me a little bit. So I, I I took my level two. I wasn't really interested in it. Then I just left it for a few years. Yeah. stopped playing football. Fell out love with the game. And and um, having been living and working abroad, I, I moved abroad again. And then. Uh, as you read in my book just just something clicked and uh, I got back into it again
0: yeah and um, so when you were doing your coaching badges did you do them in the UK
1: yes yes I did yeah Yeah, so uh, but but the 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 first kind of level two it was almost years ago it used to be like a GMBQ equivalent thing and then when I was in Taiwan I went back and revisited and, and did the updated level two again so I flew back to the UK, uh, to England, yeah. uh, from Taiwan a couple of times, I think three times, just to do a course which I'd already done, but I got so much more out of it this time, right? Uh, and I appreciate it more. So that, that, was a, that was the start of it all, really.
0: Was, is there any, any of your mentors in the UK or anywhere else, really, that, that stick out in your mind? Because a lot of people who go on the coaching courses think, oh, this was, that was the guy really influenced me or inspired me. Is anybody you can bring to mind,
1: uh, or is it just the content? Yeah, ju- 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 just for content to be honest. I mean, you, yeah. you meet you meet the the guys on the course. But when again, when I was kind of starting out, I was I was really, um, yeah, I was just trying to take as much in as right. possible, and yeah, yeah. maybe uh, maybe a bit timid. You know, I, I was still unsure of how things right. were going to plan out and what I was going to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but now I look back, I, I feel I wish I wish I could go back now. Because I, I feel like I have more to give, and I feel more useful for people. Right. Where at the time I was probably just another, yeah, just another student. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, no, absolutely. I think we all go on the courses to, to, to learn to, to learn from the, the content. Um, I think not many people go on with the attitude of being able to share stuff. Um, so you know the fact that you, you yes. think, think yeah. like that matters is, is a great thing because not a lot of people have that, especially to start with. Um, but often it's the networking, isn't it, that you get from there and what you learn from fellow coaches and and not just the from the textbook kind of thing
1: absolutely absolutely
0: yeah so so Tell us about your. For anybody who hasn't read your book, which you know I, I would strongly recommend if they want to want to be inspired and also educated and and be entertained because it does that Matt. I don't mind. You know, I will say that it's um, it's a great story. <laughs> yeah. um, anybody, you know, we'll, we'll just mention that at the end. But what what was your your, your first coaching job that you, that you got into um, like on a full time basis?
1: Uh, the the real the real yeah. full-time one was uh the one in in taiwan yeah. uh taiwan with the royal blues taipei royal blues yeah now although it was you could probably class it as a part-time uh, as i had a full-time p teaching job at the same time yeah it was literally it, it took over my life it was a full-time role for me yeah uh and and it 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 later on did take over my my job. I quit my job and then just concentrated on being a football coach. So I kind of made myself, <laughs> forced myself into being a, a full-time professional coach, obviously not on the salary of a professional coach. Uh, and then I, I got that into my mindset that I already was, and that what that's what I yeah. was going to be. Uh, and, and everything started not easily falling into place, but that's when kind of yeah I I considered myself as a a full-time football coach and and then the the move to the Philippines came which was my proper real contracted full-time football coaching job Uh, but it already felt like I've been doing it for for three or four years already
0: yeah yeah and what was what was the was there a big difference between those two jobs um, between the Philippines job and and, and then the first one in Taiwan
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, you're actually getting a a, a proper monthly salary, which, which is which is helps. nice yeah, uh, yeah, it always, to do with the hard work you put in. <laughs> it, yeah, always, yeah. it always helps. Uh, but just it was just a, a, another step up uh, of quality. The the players, you had players there who were uh, ex-Chelsea, the, the, the young husband brothers. Yeah. Uh, you had guys who won uh, uh AFC Champions League, uh, Taj Minnicka, he was with uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. you yeah. uh, had a load of guys who have been playing in, in first and second tier in Germany and Holland. Wow. So straight away, I've gone from working with kind of decent amateur level, semi low level, semi pro players straight into international yeah. players uh, with and playing against them as well. So yeah, it just opened up a whole new uh, kind of coaching arena uh, for, for me to get stuck into.
0: That is a big step up, Matt, isn't it? I mean, that's like working in um, non-league and and getting a job in the championship or or something like that in England, you know? (laughs) Um, So how did you, come on, Let's for all the coaches listening to this, how did you deal psychologically with that? Because players aren't stupid. And one thing players know is whether a coach knows what he's talking about. And if there's a chink in a coach's armour, it won't take very long for the players to understand and work it out. Um, so, how did you deal with that from a psychological point of view, and, and, and then and a leadership point of view?
1: Well, it was it, it was really tough and quite intimidating for me, and I'm, I'm sure that the players, as you say, they it doesn't take long. Some of them it takes some seconds to work you out. Uh, so, I'm sure they could see I was kind of nervous and timid again, just as for coaching courses. If I could go back now, like I'm sure a lot of us say. It would just be so much better, but you you got to do your your kind of your first. Mm. You got to do everything first. It's got to start somewhere. Mm. So uh, yeah, I was I remember I was all I I probably took uh, first part of a session because I was only assistant coach. It it was probably three weeks into being there, and for the three weeks before, it was like I was being a. assessed again I just wanted to get it over and done with I right. wanted to get on there I wanted to show that I can actually run a session yeah and I'm I'm all right yeah uh, and the fortunately enough uh, in the in the Philippines uh, our team especially back then there was all uh, a lot of kind of uh, mixed uh, European or English lads Filipino lads uh the the, the banter's same as kind of our right our, right our, our yeah. banter back home and uh no there were a good bunch of lads they they helped me fit in and 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 relax uh so it it wasn't too bad but yeah i'm I'm sure they would have noticed from you know their international coaches and then there's me what's really come up from yeah probably the lowest level semi-pro if you can call it that uh, straight into their environment but yeah i'd like to think that i did some good stuff uh and I've improved on the things I could have improved on for sure.
0: Yeah. So what you're saying is that basically you proved yourself on the grass and, and gained some credibility, really, with, the, with with the players from if how I read that.
1: Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I I would think so. And and I remember the first the first couple of times I was really challenged because previously I was uh, not like God, but no one would challenge you. And then I get there and I'm thinking, oh crikey, he's just answered back, or he's he's yeah. asked me a question. And it yeah. sounds like he's saying that I'm doing it wrong, but of course agree. the pro players yeah. are challenging yeah. you. So yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. That,
1: yeah, yeah. that that was the first experience of being challenged by by uh, yeah, good, 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 decent pros.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a great experience, Matt. And um, you know we all need to grow, don't we? Uh, we all need we all need challenge so what, what? So where did you go from there, or what happened there to to move you on from from Phil? So there you are in the Philippines, and you've you know you've you've joined this club first full time. Really full time job with a salary, and, and and you've gone on the grass and proved yourself, and you've been accepted by the players and and that. And so, where does the journey lead you, lead you then, Matt?
1: Well, uh, I, I went back home on, on one of our uh, long weekend breaks. What we had, so I went back to to Taipei uh, to see my wife, and yeah, uh, yeah. I, I got a call at like three three thirty a.m. in the morning. <laughs> uh, so I, I get up and I go downstairs on my mobile. I was trying to whisper. Uh, and it was it was uh, Gary, Gary White, who was at, at Guam at the time. Mm. Uh, and it was like uh, I, I previously met him when he came over to Taiwan, when Guam were playing in a tournament and we met and we we, we kept in touch. And he he just said, Look, Matt, I've, I've got a job in China. I can't tell you much about it. Uh, this will be your salary. Uh, are you in or out? And it, it took me like a few seconds to say, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Right. I didn't even, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. you know, the, the details, it could have been. In yeah. in Mongolia or somewhere, I didn't oh, know. But yeah. I, I was already in.
0: Uh, wow. Yeah. So wow. so so that. Was so your, yeah, yeah, that
1: things happened quite quickly from there. So I, I had to go back to the Philippines. Uh, kind of, I was coming to the end of, I wouldn't say my contract, but there's a few uh, a few underlying issues in in, in the background happening. Right. Uh, so it's great timing for me, and and I was packed up, and I, w- I was in China, uh, within probably five days of that phone call. Wow.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So there you are in China. Where Where are you now, then,
1: Matt? So uh, get to China, yeah. and now we're stepping up uh, uh, another level. Right. <laughs> so really. I love this. I love it. The, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. In the space. So if you're talking about a fish out of water uh, in the space, of probably, I don't know. Well, yeah. Literally, in, in four years, I've gone to like a guy what was volunteering in England and doing a bit of recreation coaching with local clubs, and now I'm I'm in a team with the the second best. Yeah. under twenty one Brazilian player of two thousand and fifteen uh, and a guy what's just been coached by Sven Goran Eriksson at S I P G for a couple of years and I'm thinking, Oh man, yeah. am I really at my depth now? And 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 I was down to myself and I'm loving this. And yeah, Great. my I, I, I'd admit my, my confidence probably throughout the whole time I was there, I didn't make use of what I could do. My com- I was I was nervous all the time. Yeah, yeah. My confidence yeah. was was low it was difficult uh, but at the same time I, I learned a lot Gary pro license holder experienced abroad internationally uh, Louis Lancaster who came on who's now the Taiwan national yeah. team coach she's playing against Jordan tonight yeah. as we speak yeah uh, and both pro licenses and I just I was able to kind of stand back yes there was a lot of pressure on me but also I could get a lot of insight from both managing and coaching and it was a, it was a huge eye opener to the kind of level right. you do have to aspire to be if you if you're going to do something in, in the game.
0: Yeah, 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 fantastic, and uh, gr- great to hear um, because because not not <clears throat> everybody Matt uh, is comfortable saying, "Oh yeah, I felt out my depth, and I felt like I was struggling, and I had to just yeah. adjust myself." You know, you, you hear all the good stuff um, on on social yeah. media, but you don't hear the the stories where people you know think you know i woke up and i, I was worried and, and and you know i felt nervous and, and and that but obviously
1: that's so true Rob. yeah that's you, so true
0: you know it's great to hear and i think a little bit of vulnerability because um, we're all human beings and um you know uh, we go through it ourselves all of us if we if we push ourselves um and uh, i think this is a great a great lesson for for people going to work with senior pros and to say listen suck it up get on with it you've got your licenses yep. and um you know take a deep breath and go and show people what you can do on the grass because that's obviously what what you did Matt and survived and um and got through it
1: well yeah and and the the it, it people say yes it's, it's cliche to say but it does make you stronger yeah and now you can you can deal with situations better and, and that's why when I went on to Ghana uh, as a head coach for, uh, for with a professional team I, I was it was like my own was like my own club i was so relaxed and i learned some some really great stuff in china and even the philippines as well uh so that had really prepared me for for that role and then if i if i go on to get a role in the future obviously i'll I'll be a bit rusty now but yeah i've got all that to fall back on and 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 pull out the locker hopefully
0: absolutely so um how long were you in china matt before you went to ghana uh
1: so our contract finished after six months so we we went there halfway through the season uh at the end of the season Satan from relegation uh, was only nine points away from like a a promotion place wow. in the end yeah and uh all handshakes back slaps and everything get home for Christmas with the family I had a little not a great feeling about what may or may not happen knowing kind of how things work in mm. in Asia and especially in the China region and uh Flicking, going through Twitter, and I see that they've hired a, a Spanish coach right. and Great. his team of staff.
0: <laughs> so, not going back there then, probably, unless I'm just going to get my stuff. Not, not right, going yeah.
1: back there. So, ha- happy Christmas, mate. Uh, you've just been replaced. Now, it, it came to light that the the owner was a great fan of Barcelona. So he brought in some guy what used to be right. Real Sociedad or right. Zaragoza manager or something.
0: Yeah, top man. Not quite Thank Barcelona. You. Yeah. yeah. So gone. The, the Ghana thing came up pretty quickly?
1: Uh, no, I was, I was probably out of the job then for I would say six months right. and it was the hardest six months of my life. My, I went back just in time uh, to see my son uh, yeah. born, yeah, uh, which was right. amazing. But at the yeah. same time, just been on some, being on such a high in the professional game, uh, achieving what we achieved, and it's the first time to experience this, and then to be to lose it all, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, I went into depression, and yeah, it, it was hard to get out of it. So here I was, I was struggling inside. I was trying to put on a, a, a brave face for my wife, yeah. uh, for for my family, uh, but really I, I was, I was, it was all dark inside, and. I wasn't getting a break. I was getting a lot of contact, a lot of interest. Do you want to come here? Do you want to come and do do this? Mm. And and I think I kept on trying to maybe not pretend, but believe that I was wanted more than probably I was. And yeah. I was trying to stay strong. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought, you know what? I, I've got to I've got to do something. I've got to take one of the options on the table. Uh, and then in the end, I ended up getting out of the slump. And yeah having to go to ghana to do it basically i just needed to get involved and feel needed again
0: yeah 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 so what was the um so just contrast the the life in in ghana compared to to africa because obviously uh, asia because you've got different continents there matt and um <laughs> yeah. yeah what what were the main differences and, and anything from the ghana experience that, that differed from your china one or you know your philippines
1: sure yeah. Yeah. Well, so we've gone from we've gone from China where we've got all the clubhouse, uh, the staff, the, the stadium had a hotel in. So all the staff, all the players lived in the in the stadium. Basically, you're living in a room like a Sheraton hotel on uh, suite. Uh, you got your training pitches, got, you, you're getting your lunch and your dinner, your breakfast all cooked for. you got your transport, you're getting on planes for your away mm. matches. Yeah. So you, yeah, you—it's proper professional life. Uh, you don't want for anything. And then I go to Ghana. Uh, I'm getting picked up by the owner and his brother. Yeah. In in like a uh, when I say pickup truck, it's not one of the kind of uh, outback Australian farmland pickup trucks, but uh, uh, but yeah, a pickup truck. I'm going out the airport. We've got a, a five-hour drive. I've just been traveling for about twenty-eight hours. Whoa uh the rose bumpy but the one thing what i'll always remember is we talked about football all the way for about five hours non-stop right (laughs) so straight away we we broke the ice uh i i relaxed i didn't let my guard down too much because it it was very early days uh but just the the infrastructure obviously different uh just the you you feel you you smell. I, I, I try and explain this, but you you might know with Bangladesh when you go to a different country, yeah, it's it's got it's got a different smell. It's got the yeah. different vibe around it. It feels busy. It feels exciting. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was straight away. It was tough, and I needed to keep my guard up because I was thrown in there. I think the next couple of uh, the the next very next day, I had my first training, and then that evening, I'm, I'm still jet lagged. I'm tired. I'm straight into a, a radio station to do an interview. Yeah. So I I, I was thrown straight into it. Had to be on guard because I was getting the sense now because uh, there's a lot of English speaking, lo- unlike China. Yeah. Uh, you get the the sense that you're trying to be tricked, and you you yeah. just got to be careful with what you say sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So a little, a, quite a significantly different environment, although had lots of pluses in terms of its excitement. Um, a different, a different challenge in a way, really, Matt.
1: Yeah, I, I knew it was it was certainly going to be a a challenge and a, a really rough environment. So yeah, in 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 China, even in Philippines, you. you're not really getting aggro from the crowd. I I got sent off once when we played Cannavaro's team. I was gutted. uh, Sorry, the the game before Cannavaro's game. So I didn't get to meet him as I was in the stand. Right. And that was, (laughs) that was because some, some staff assistant from the other team ran into our dugout across our technical area. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you you can't do that in any, in any normal game. So, uh, I, I stuck a leg out and tripped him up and, uh, it wasn't me. The, the gaffer had the final push, pushed him onto the pitch. Uh, so the ref came out. I, I got sent off. It, it wasn't even me with the final touch, and I missed the Cannavaro game. Right. So on the way back into the into the uh, tunnel, all the crowd were shouting at me. They were swearing at Chinese, and that's the only real aggro you get. But in Ghana, I had a feeling straight away I was going to be hit every away game with yeah, pre- pretty much... Uh, violence without physical violence if, if right. that makes sense um and, uh, and although I was I as well looked after and, and the players looked after me the the, the team the staff looked after me um uh, yeah you're, you're you're on edge and you've got be you' got to be really alert from from morning through till night and uh, not in terms of safety in the country but just around the football environment because the the fans are just yeah they're, they're crazy
0: absolutely yeah, yeah. crazy yeah i've heard that and um i've been in been to africa and there is a different feel about the the the, the continent absolutely uh, there's a different fervor about it and um i kind of get it i'm not worked in there in terms of a football um for any length of time but um yeah i think yeah. it's something that i recognize um so what was that your last uh job there matt before you um went into your management
1: yeah yeah that, yeah. that was my last job uh I, I touched on it a bit in in the book, as you saw, Rob, yeah. and there's there's just there's that dark side of football yeah. which, <laughs> which most of us know about, and it goes on in every country, even even the UK, and it it just got it, it was just too much for me uh, now, uh, sorry then, and, and still a little bit now, just the things what go on when it's taken out of your power, when you can't control something, the uncontrollables, and it ends in a, a defeat. You put the work in with your players all week, and it comes down to that ninety minutes, which is already decided. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I I won't go into too much detail, but it it just—some people can let it go, but if it's in your heart and you're, you're not there for the money or for anything else, but you just want to make a difference to the players for the team, that the results matter, the work, what you do on the training ground go into the match day and then it to be taken away from you for, for nothing of your fault or your player's fault. It's yeah. It, it's hard to take, mate. It's hard to take.
0: No, absolutely Matt. And, um, I, I can personally empathize with you. Um, in, in the, probably the first tournament that, um, was, was in this job in Asia for me here. Um, again, okay. it's, it's not, not about yeah. details aren't, aren't relevant, but, um, yeah. Know, exactly this thing uncontrollables outside your control um which basically take away everything you've done in the last eight weeks 12 weeks um, Yeah. and and you're thinking is this can't this can't be happening um but as you you've lived and breathed um it does and uh, people respond in different ways and um i, I fully understand that matt so uh, yeah absolutely absolutely so that's when you yeah, it's, is that, it's is that it's that's, tough. was your end of your time in or was it at that point
1: yeah that that's Mending and and you know what it it didn't end on a happy note it but i i i enjoyed it because i was given freedom with the team with, with uh, yeah. the the young lads uh team selection i I took on board the information from from the staff what had been there from the owner and everything but i was left to make my own decisions yeah yeah. and from day one i went in there with my policies you know i I was i i was so excited i got there like three hours early before the training the first training session yeah i'm watching the guys from from the office and they're all just dragging their feet turning up late and i'm thinking christ the yeah, that bothered about a new coach yeah. coming? You know, and so straight away you, you have to lay down. You have yeah. you have to lay down your store early, and you have to put everything out there and say, "Guys, this how it's going to be. You, you're with me. We're going to do it together, or you're not coming into the training ground." And and that's how we went on together. Yeah. Uh, so to build that strength throughout, and we started winning away games, which really you're not allowed to win away matches. Apparently, right. Uh, we went on this un, unbeaten streak and. It, it was I enjoyed it and yeah, then yeah. it just start turning a little bit a little bit nasty a few a few truths what were meant to be hidden from me started being unearthed yeah. uh, and again my my kind of humanity side of me got yeah. the better of me uh, I, I could have stayed there could have continued but I found out some of my players hadn't been paid for a year hadn't been paid for months uh, and I thought I thought because of previous experiences I, I would recognize these signs, but the, the lads were so good. They trained like machines and they just they absorbed everything. Yeah. And I, I'd been sitting with them, eating with them, you know, and working with them. I, I just missed it. And, yeah, yeah I, I don't know if it was a bit of guilt that I missed it, but, yeah, I, I took it to heart and it, it didn't end happily. I, I, I tried to probably help them when I shouldn't have done that and I wasn't expected to and it's their country or it's somewhere you're a visitor at the end of the day and things work how things are meant to work in the in a country and sometimes you have just got to let it be you can't change a country you can't change a culture uh and i I think i I overstepped my boundaries there
0: yeah i think that was a little touching on the conversation that we had before we went live when it wasn't it matt they're pretty much the same um the, the same vein really because um uh, did you find that when you look back now that the relationships that you had with particularly with the players was something that you very special and you wouldn't get in the UK
1: yeah yeah i i, I do and i think this comes into maybe the type of uh, coach or manager you are uh and ha- uh, i i worked with a, a few african players in in taiwan before and it's easy to make a bond and it's not because I, I I just knocked this on the head. It's not because they're desperate and they're looking for something to hold on to, but it's because if you treat them like humans, they respond mm-hmm. and they will play for you or they will, they will, they will, they will help build that re- relationship with you and that trust. Yeah. And it, you, you gotta, you gotta give them as well. You gotta show them that they can trust you. Yeah, yeah. And to, to be honest, I don't, I don't think I could probably coach in the UK. Uh, I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of manager uh yeah, yeah. you know I, I i not mm. yeah yeah I, I i know my limitations and i think uh you've got to be comfortable with how you manage or how you coach
0: yeah. you
1: you've either got to be know that you're an excellent coach and you're going to win over the top professionals in the top league straight away or you're gonna go and say yeah look I'm, I'm an average coach you know probably below average compared to some but I'm comfortable with that because I know that I'm good enough for what they need, but also I can give them a lot more as a person, as a leader, and as a manager as well. So yeah. I'm comfortable with that, with with coaching abroad, and I don't think I'll be given that chance in the UK. I, I would probably be called out or not found out, but I don't think I'll be given that time uh, by the players, possibly.
0: Matt, it's very insightful. It's very honest. And 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 I, I can't ever even imagine speaking to another professional like yourself, who would actually have that level of wisdom at that, um, at, that made, yeah, I would <laughs> yeah. say that, uh, never mind, and um, know it, um, but yeah, absolutely, it's a bit like know thyself, isn't it, Matt, and um, you know, there's power yes, in that, yeah. and um, yeah, but yeah um, absolutely, I mean, just on that relationship thing, uh, the, the first group of players that um, that I coached here in Asia, um, I have never in all my working life had a group of people like that. I can't imagine that we could ever have lost a match. I know I'm not saying you would never lose a match. That's ridiculous to say that. Yeah. yeah, But we had, I had never experienced in my life and and I've worked with a lot of teams. I've worked with, you know, universities and colleges and clubs and, and, and and, and academies and, and, you know, blimey. Um, this group of boys were just now. Whether it was just unique, whether it was because it was my first job here, um, I don't know. But I get exactly what you're saying, Matt. And you know, and that yep. relates back to the fact we were talking about that the opportunity to coach those boys in a tournament was was taken away, and it was a very very painful experience um, because of the emotional investment that you put into into that. Yes, project.
1: yeah, that that's the big part, Rob. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I, I absolutely get that, Matt. But um, no, great, great, some great stories there, Paul. So, was was that? Um, did you just remember? Did you move straight off from there into your 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 management um, that, roles that you're in now?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I went back to Taipei with a family uh, visit. It seemed like it was it was only getting on for four months out in garland but it, it felt like years uh <laughs> i, I miss, you know when uh when everyone thinks i want to be a pro coach i'm going to go abroad but you go there as the only coach and it's a lonely it's a lonely oh, job right you know you're not yeah you're not in a position yet to have assistants and goalkeeper coaches and sports scientists and you're on your own and it's a long every day is a long day yeah, Long yeah. day yeah uh so uh yeah i i went back had a few uh a few months Back back at home, and again, I was getting into bad habits again. I'm I'm big on habits to make myself feel good and 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 get you know and, and keep myself motivated in, in life in general. And I, I just needed to get into something yeah. which I'm passionate about, which is managing and leading people, uh, creating a team out of people. Uh, so that's when I picked up a, a, a yeah the, the manager's job in in Shanghai, uh, and I've kind of been there ever since for for a couple of years again now.
0: And how's that? How's that panning out for you, Matt? How's that? How's that going? And what's your kind of day involved with that kind of kind of project? It's
1: uh, it's it's challenging. It's it's really challenging. And I'm 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 still growing. Well, I'm I'm still you know I'm 37. I'm I'm still a young manager, but I'm I'm learning now difficulties. Before I've managed things on my term, but now I've got a a board of directors which right. are above me. Wow. I've got sporting directors below me. They've yeah. got their team to manage. Uh, it's multicultural as well. We've got Africans, we've got Eastern Europeans, we've we got uh, uh, local Chinese. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of cultures mix in, a lot of communication being needed across four different sports. Uh, and I'm, I'm dealing with, kind of, I'm trying not to get involved too much in the coaching side because it will mm-hmm. drive me crazy. But it's difficult if I go and watch a session. I'm like, oh, look at that cone. <laughs> yeah. Why are they wearing them bibs? Yeah, I've been, I've been a bit of a nightmare to be honest, and I need to pull myself away. Uh, and then I'm into sponsorship. I'm going to business meetings. We're having big lunches and everything. So it's it's broadened my knowledge of how business is done. Yeah. Uh, even even more than I knew in in China.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but also you know I've got extra things going on with with supporting academies and, and recruiting and, and whatnot so I, yeah I'm, I'm kept busy in, in the football business in in the sport business as well
0: yeah it sounds like you're, st- you're you're on a you're certainly on a learning curve there and it's a big operation by the sound of it Matt and a lot of responsibility
1: a L- lot of responsibility a lot of uh, yeah a lot, a lot of pressure I, I try and get a couple of workouts a day <laughs> just to yeah. just to get some ideas in my head that's, that's when I think the best takes pressure off because yeah if pressure pressure well it's, a, it's literally a killer right you know if you let yeah, it get yeah. on top of you, yeah. you you start drowning and yeah, and yeah. yeah you, you need to stay above you got to keep above water don't let it get you down but it's it's a big operation a lot of responsibility and i'm i'm feeling that if i choose to go back into coaching which I, i'm sure i will do uh it, it's going to be a huge benefit for me especially with improving mm. even more so on the on the people management side as well
0: yeah, absolutely, Matt. Absolutely. So, so here you are, 37 years of age. You've you've got. You're an author. You're, you've been in the military. You've got this um, great network that's growing that, that helps so many people. You've got a plethora of experience in Asia and Africa as a coach. You know, working at. A blimming good level uh, and now you're you're managing a big operation um you know languages and, and and people and finances and that kind of thing so you know blimey matt you've you know in in a lot of people would, wouldn't do that in two lifetimes mate so um you know it is impressive <laughs> and i don't say that just to, to to impress you it's a lot and um Cheers, i absolutely well, no you. it's great so what's you know um any, any anything you any ambitions left for the future is it, is it possibly to see if there's a coaching role for you again sometime if it's the right one
1: yeah yeah big time i've got unfinished business so when i when i first moved to <laughs> when i first moved to taiwan and uh i had a i had a photograph of my of my late grandparents who who helped to bring me up and i, I wrote down all my goals from 2012 what what it was then all the way through to around 2024 now back then that was like years and years away, but we're almost there now. Yeah, you know we're literally yeah four years away. And, and what I found was I I had fast tracked myself not on purpose, just how things rolled out. I, I was already where I wanted to be in 2020 by 2014, and I don't That's know well. that that yeah that my that. May have made me a bit complacent, but yeah. I, I want to go back. I want to. I want to be a, a coach of a national team, uh, international team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that's yeah. That that's that's one of my main goals for the future. It. it Doesn't matter what age. I just want to get involved in national team football. I want to be in a mix, friendlies, preparing, watching players. So who who knows where I'll have to go to do that? It could be any remote island in the world, but I'm I'll, I'll be ready when the time yeah, comes today, I'll, yeah. be, I'll be ready.
0: All right, top man. <laughs> right, that's great. So I love that unfinished business. We we all need unfinished business, Matt, to help us get up in the morning, mate. It's uh, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, so are you a absolutely. Are you a, are you a goal setter, mate? What's your what's your kind of philosophy on on, on having a good life and a successful life? What's so, what, some things that, that that you've learned and help you and, and you kind of employ for yourself? What do you do?
1: Yeah, I, I I've got to have something to work towards yeah. otherwise I, I I just don't work I, I don't yeah body mind if I don't have a goal what I need to do I I, I won't I don't function right. so that that started me off uh, in, the, in the military you know I I, I want to push myself I want to mm. see what my my point is my breaking point and and that's the same in everything I've done I, I want to be a fitness coach I want to learn how to train people to be healthy to be fit yeah uh, you know I, I and then I said, I want to be a professional football coach. Like I set my mind on it, and
0: did it. <laughs> I, I spent, to a good level, spent yeah.
1: every day. Yeah, I, I just spent every day to try and get myself there, and whatever it took, I didn't care if I looked stupid, if people thought I was crazy or laughed at me. I just put my mind to it, and I stuck to it. And once once that goal's set, I I just make sure I get it. And it does, uh, as as I'm, I'm sure you know, Rob, and, and other coaches and, and committed staff it takes sacrifice as well you know people have got families and and kids and yeah and you you do have to be a bit selfish as well at some time
0: yeah absolutely is there any and when you look back at your you know whether it was achieving your fitness coach you know to be a personal trainer or or thinking right you know i want to set a network up or getting a a full-time job in coaching or getting your your next license what can you recall what might have been a major challenge or your biggest challenge or was it the time when you lost your job and or you were between jobs anything that that stands out that was the biggest thing you had to get over
1: yeah i, I think i think you touched on it there rob i think uh, being being out of work from having something which you never thought you would have and yeah. you got you got to that position and you just it's almost like you you're, you're scared it's going to be taken away from you. And then when it is, uh, and at the same time, you know, I sacrificed my marriage for this. Yeah. I sacrifice my kind of family life. Yeah. And then you're thrown back into that life again yeah. with a wife what doesn't really know you anymore, yeah. with a baby what's just come and you haven't been around through the yeah. pregnancy. And and then you look and you think, well, okay, your bank account's all right, but what's the point in the in healthy bank account? Yeah. if if nothing else is in line yeah and yeah. yeah that that was tough to handle that was like a a lesson in life and kind of becoming a father uh trying to trying to fix a, a marriage and mm. yeah mm. it was a big lesson on on life in general uh mm. which you can always take from it and and yeah uh, hopefully learn from mistakes as we go on
0: yeah absolutely so big learning there for you matt and obviously you are a you know somebody who strongly believes in in the power of goal setting um and i can just tell yeah. by how you how you talk now it's a great lesson for um for all the coaches out there to set your targets and if you don't quite get to the one you set well you'll certainly get to one that's not too far far off but you'll certainly get further than if you don't set one Matt. yeah
1: Big, big, big time. And, and Rob, just a, a, a question to, to yourself on goal setting. Do you, do you set goals as well?
0: Yeah, it's something I've, I've, I've kind of done, um, for, I don't know, from from an early age. I remember reading a book at 18 years of age thinking, wow, this is amazing, you know? Um, and then, (laughs) you know, and, uh, I remember, oh, I'll, I'll be vulnerable here and hold me hand up and tell a story. It was about a girl at the time. It said you can have anything you want, so I decided I was going to go out with this girl and lo and behold, like it worked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she dumped me the next week. Like, but at least I got there, mate. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: achieving goals, right? Achieving goals, <laughs> it, it takes you on to the next step. <laughs>
0: oh, mate. So yeah, anyway, yeah. So that was about that. But yeah, so I suppose that's not a not you know. It's a lot. It's a bit like um. You put the first bet you put on a horse; it comes in at ten to one. That's what turns you into a professional gambler, I suppose. Really. So, <laughs> yeah, fortunately, yeah. it wasn't that. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I do set. I do set goals, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more. I think the older I get, um, the more relaxed I am. I used to be yeah. kind of a little bit. And people will say I'm still like that now. I can be a little bit um, over focused and a little bit what, uh, what's the word? Intense, really, about things. If I, if yes, I, uh, yeah. I have to take a breath it's not my you know my nature is to be all on um so you know uh i've learned to let go and not be so forceful and let let the world and the universe take its course um you know so but hey who who knows that's
1: really that's really yeah that rob that's really interesting what you said there because sometimes now uh yeah i think i'm a little bit too intense with some things and it could be over little things but if if we need to get somewhere or achieve something then we need to do it that that's it and we need to do the steps it takes to get there and I need to remember I'm not in like a, a full-on professional mm. environment uh like a sporting environment so yeah you do have to kind of choose your intense <laughs> intense yeah. intensity levels uh, depending on, on where you are as well
0: yeah and, and I don't know we could talk about it all day it's like I'm I'm uh, I used to think, believe that everything was up to me and I could do anything. Um, I think perhaps we're all like that when we're young, <laughs> you know. And then actually, you realise yeah. that actually most of it is out of our control. You know, all we can control is the yes. little things. And um, you've yeah. got to, you know, like you, you've already said it that you go into a, a nation and a country and or a continent and you think, right, this isn't right, that's not right. I'm going to change it. Well, good luck. Um, because <laughs> you you, you exactly. won't. Um, but hey, you know. Um, so yeah, I do set goals, but you know, I just. Uh, I don't know. Um I think we've all got our own. Well,
1: Rob, when you when you go around trying to change the world wherever you are, I'm not saying it's Bangladesh but in the future, don't get your passport stolen like I did.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> make sure you yeah keep keep it in a safe place eh pal yeah
1: keep it in a safe place
0: yeah that's good okay um listen mate i have we've what time we're probably coming up to an hour already so i'm gonna just kind of move towards letting you letting you go and get some sleep because i know you're already into into night time further than we are here. yeah well
1: yeah well what i'm gonna do uh so ta- taiwan or as they're officially called in sport, in terms Chinese Taipei, they're, they're kicking off at midnight here against uh, ah, against Jordan.
0: Right. You, okay. So I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to watch. Uh, yeah. I'm going to watch Louis. He's been Louis. Been doing really well. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing some good things, but unfortunately, you're only given you, you've only got the player pool and level that you you've, you've got, got available, and yeah. it's it's a tough, tough it's a tough job.
0: Yeah, no, no, um, absolutely, absolutely. So, is there anything? If you were okay, my ears one is just a, just to kind of one of the two, perhaps two or three last questions. If you were giving one piece of advice to a young coach out there who's starting out, and you, you've got one thing that you can give, what's the one piece of advice that you're going to give
1: them? Experience coaching abroad. Go and get some experience and, coaching abroad. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it doesn't mean that it means it's better than coaching back home or not, but I just think. It gives you so much value, not only in coaching, but as a person as well. And being faced with difficult challenges, environments, things out of your control, you may have to uh, coach players in in a a different language or, uh, you know, with with different principles or beliefs or or culture. But also you can get more coaching time. If you're a young coach and you want to be getting, you know, if you want, you can get four or five hours coaching hours a day if you want. I know, it's crazy. Uh, It is crazy. So just for the experience, both coaching experience and life experience, get yourself abroad, and you can even get some money saved away for a couple of years as well. Go back to England if you want, or in the UK or Ireland, uh, then you can take your courses. You can get involved with a club. You have got a bit more, uh, a bit more room to relax or, or to choose your pathway a bit more, rather than doing something busy, uh, doing something you don't really want to, but you feel like you need to because you need a job. So, yeah, go go abroad for sure.
0: Matt, I think that's probably one of the most wonderful pieces of advice in, in two minutes that um, any young coach could ever get with it. all those advantages just from doing that one thing. Yes, it's scary. Yeah. Yes, it's out uh, of your comfort zone. But to, to be able to put a little bit of money aside so that you can pay for your courses and, 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 and not have this financial stress of... Uh, you know, having to have two jobs and get four or five hours a day, like you say, it is a, wow. You just, as a coach, you kill for that, don't you?
1: Oh, oh massively. And and Rob, I know, you know, I'm, I, you you can go out, let's say in China, a, a, a grassroots academy, and you can be pulling in probably £2,000 after tax, which I know, look, it's not massive to some people, but as a new coach, yeah. uh, a young guy or girl, uh, sorry, a young man or woman, you uh, you Know you're going back, you're yeah. probably saving a grand a month. Yeah. So, you do a couple of years, you go, you're going back, and like you said, you're you're yeah. comfortable. Well, you're okay, you got a good start, a good head start,
0: yeah. yeah. And you've got all that time under your belt that you, you know it would take you three yeah. times as long in England to, um, you know, yes, to, uh, to get with the weather and the number of coaches and the academy conditions and so on, you know. So, uh, brilliant great yeah. advice Matt that's absolutely wonderful um you know um just uh, just so that anybody who, who who hasn't met you before and this is the first time they've come across you Matt what um you know where can they find out about um y- your network and, and your book and that kind of thing
1: yes yeah, so uh anyone can head over to uh British Football Coaches Network which is www.britishfootballcoachesnetwork.com uh I'm I'm on uh, I've got a Facebook page Twitter and LinkedIn uh coach matt ward or matt ward and i'm normally around if you type into this sounds kind of i'm I'm not being (laughs) arrogant but if you just type into google uh coach matt ward in china or uh, matt ward in china or whatever it'll it'll come up with email addresses and everything and and everyone's more than welcome to get in touch and it's always awesome to to meet coaches from not just the uk but anywhere in the world who's looking for some advice or anything I could help them with if they're looking to move abroad or they're not really sure which pathway they want to take so yeah I can be found online and that that'd be awesome and thank you very much for giving me the chance to to do a a shout out as well Rob
0: no absolutely mate it's uh, exactly what it what it needs because you know people will only be helped by finding out about you and your um, your services mate because I've I, I certainly have and I know a good many other people uh, have as well so um, no really no problem at all no problem Thanks, Matt. Mate. Um, I'm going to let you go, pal, so you can get your game watched and um, maybe get a little bit of sleep before tomorrow's um, challenges <laughs> come your way. But uh,
1: yeah, never, yeah, for tomorrow again, yeah. <laughs> so thanks for your time, mate,
0: and um, it's been great chatting. And um, I'm sure we'll we'll chat again really soon, yeah.
1: Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Take care, mate. All right, pal. Thank you, Matt. Catch you soon. Bye, 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 mate. Bye.